episode 57. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... That's one of Alan. And we're Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters, because real church matters. matters. How are you, Antoinette? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Anything special this week? Anything happened? I've released the blog post, which we could talk about a little later in housekeeping, but okay. that's about it. Okay. Everything's going fine with me. Good. Yeah, yeah birthday came. 37. Came and went. Yeah. Just blessed to be, a, you know, alive another year. Blessed to have you, bro. Yeah? Oh, so sweet. I feel it. I feel the love right you now. You knew it was the truth. It was genuine. Yeah. yeah. I know it was the truth because it was like it ached and pained you to say it. She was like, have me, bro. <laughs> no, nah, but housekeeping. Let's get to it. As always, if you're watching, I mean, if you're watching, if you're listening on iTunes podcast, we appreciate it. If you're listening on SoundCloud, we appreciate it. If you're listening on the website at realchurchmatters.com, we appreciate it. And we just want you to continue to listen and share it with your friends and your family. Also, on the website, there's a link to our favorite blog, Go Do Likewise. Yes, you can read any of my articles at likewiselife.com. I recently released a Encouragement Monday post, so I appreciate it if you read it. How can they follow you on social media? Uh, go Do Likewise. Just on all of it? All of it. Okay. <laughs> Look at you with the cohesiveness. Uh, as far as social media for Real Church Matters, on Twitter, it's Real Church MTTRS. On Instagram, it's Real Church Matters. On Facebook, it's fb.me forward slash Real Church Matters. Or if you're already on Facebook and you just want to search it, Real Church Matters will take you to it. Uh, follow us as well. We share a few more things in there. And continue to share, man. It's, it's, it's encouraging when I see somebody's like, follow this, these guys. You know, they're encouraging and it's, it's good. Keep doing it, I like guys. that. And one thing, I was listening back to some old podcasts. Guys, if you have questions, you yes. can always go to askme at realchurchmatters.com. The email works. If you have questions and you, you disagree or any of that, yeah. I love it. Uh, uh, it, it challenges me because I'm trying to grow too. And then sometimes I feel like we talk about things that I kind of understand, but I have you in my life where I can just be like, Forrest, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Like, you should use, you can use that email to kind of reach out and be like, Forrest, what did you mean? Why yeah. did you say that? You're talking real crazy. Yeah. Like, explain yourself. <laughs> also, patreon.com forward slash real church matters for those who would like to support us beyond just listening monetarily. And. You can also go on realchurchmatters.com and get some of our merchandise, uh, some of our shirts and hats to wear your faith on your sleeve. Hey, man. With that being said, it's always obedience over audience. But since y'all here, y'all can listen to us be obedient. Let's get to it. <laughs> you just did your own little, little mix over there. <laughs> Episode 57, what we talking about, Antoinette? We talking about... Satisfaction, being satisfied, feeling mm. satisfied, feeling content, feeling good about yeah. yourself. Or when it comes to being a Christian, yeah, is satisfaction guaranteed? Mm. That's the title right there. Does that feel like a title? That is the title. It's also a very important question. Yeah, because I don't know if we understand that as Christians, is satisfaction guaranteed? 
Is contentment guaranteed? We're we going to dig into it. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a powerful, like, statement, a question, because it, it unpacks so many things. Because, like, what are you satisfied by? Like, what what does that even mean what to you? What does that you? mean to you? Yeah. yeah. So let's get to it. If you want to talk about being satisfied, we got to go to the one of the Beatitudes, one of my favorite scriptures. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be satisfied, or in King James Version it says, filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it backwards. Satisfaction is guaranteed, guys. But it's guaranteed if you are looking for what he's giving out. Amen? If you're looking for Righteousness, God's going to give it to you in spades. You're going to get tons of it. Yeah. But if you're looking for something else, satisfaction's not guaranteed. And this is one of those scriptures where you really, really are telling somebody to kind of rewire their brain and fix the way they perceive, you know, faith and stuff. Because yeah. it, it, if you, if it's not what you, if home, if righteousness is not what you want, then yeah. You're not. You're just not. You're not going to be satisfied. And I know there's somebody right now can hear them in the airways mm-hmm. saying, he said he'll supply all my needs. He said, according to his riches and glory. Yeah, he will. But those needs don't satisfy you. No, they don't. <laughs> Supplying my needs is not the same as satisfying me. Mm-hmm. The satisfaction does not come from God supplying my needs. It comes from God being all I need. Let's get that out the door right now. Because people say, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And it's what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Mm -hmm. Then he said, all these things will be added unto you. He said, yeah, you're going to get those things. But if you're seeking me and my righteousness, you already have the most important thing, which is me. And you'll be satisfied in me. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything else that I give you comes packaged in that satisfaction in me. Yeah. My only thing is when I hear that, it's like, how how does it create this full circle? Like, how does it create that wholeness that he's talking about where you'll feel satisfied in everything? He didn't say you'll be satisfied in everything. He said that in everything you'll be satisfied. And there's a difference. When we talk about Hungering and thirst after righteousness. We're talking about the ways of God. And that's where we have to draw this distinction because Christians often are those people who are seeking God. But we're not always seeking God for God. Mm-hmm. We're not always seeking him for his way. He said that our desire should be to know what he wants out of us. That's what he's saying when he says hunger and thirst after righteousness. He's saying, those who hunger and thirst for my truth, they shall be satisfied. Now, ask yourself, people, as Christians, have you always sought God for his truth? And the answer is no. I've sought God for me as things that concern me. And so that's why we are 
moving as Christians and we don't understand why we have translated from being us to being Christians, but we still haven't translated from being not satisfied to satisfied. Yeah. I'm a new creature. But then it's that whole thing too, because like you can, you, he says shall be satisfied. Like that doesn't necessarily mean you'll feel satisfied. Does it? That's a good question. Feeling satisfied and being satisfied, are they the same thing? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, let's look further. First Timothy 6 and 6 says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm-hmm. So we know that contentment isn't a feeling. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a feeling that is attached with contentment. You want to know what those feelings are? I feel a sense of what? Peace. I feel a sense of security. I feel a sense of no anxieties. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Those things, those feelings that, that are negative begin to pass away. Anxiety, doubt, worry. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. These things exist in us, but they exist in us because we don't have the mind of contentment. Yeah. Or they exist for short periods of time. Like Because we are we are wavering in our what? Contentment, because we're wavering in our desire for what? Righteousness. We have to understand it. Our job as believers is to seek to know God's way, mm-hmm. to know the way he wants us to do things. That's what righteousness is. Mm-hmm. We don't always seek righteousness. No. We don't always pursue righteousness. We're not always in a position where we're like, you know what, God? I just want to know your way. I just want to... I want you to lead and guide me. Or we're saying that, but we we're not really meaning that in a real way. You yeah, know? We're not, it's like you want it, you want it to be, you want to follow his way and you want to be guided by him as long as it looks a certain way. Right. We're not the sheep who says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah. We'll say the first part, not the second say, yeah, part. Like, like it's it's a demonstrative statement to say, I shall not want. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he leads me. Mm-hmm. Not to the pastures I want or know because he's taking me places. If I knew, I wouldn't need who would need him. Mm-hmm. He he's doing all of this stuff according to his way, but we want our way through him. We do. That's messed up. That's why he said, "I got to nip this in the bud. I got to make it sure y'all understand those who hunger and thirst not after things." Or happiness or feelings, not even those who who are hunger and thirst for satisfaction, but those who hunger and thirst for my way yeah. shall be satisfied. Yeah, because what you're saying, too, is like because because when you say he's your shepherd and you shall not want, you can't say those things and not be sad about it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes you, you you'll say that I want to follow God and, you know, I want to be righteous and stuff. But the whole way of you seeking, you just. You're not really into it. You're, You're not, not really into it. And then you have these Christians who are like, you know what? I don't even see the point of this. I feel like giving up. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like giving up? Because something's not settled in you. Mm-hmm. There's no satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed. If you don't have that guaranteed satisfaction, it's because you're not seeking the right way. Godliness with contentment is great gain. There's a ton of people who want to be godly, but not a ton of people who understand that that godliness must be matched with With contentment. contentment. Amen. 
your pursuit of godliness should con- cause contentment in you. Yes. If it doesn't, there will be no gain. But I, I just feel like humans, we don't know how to do that. I just feel like we, <laughs> we just know how to just get what we want and fin- and aim for finish lines and set goals and meet goals and stuff like that instead of focusing yeah. on the, the process of that's it and why loving I, that. I, I ask myself these questions. I ask you these questions. And I want to pose them to the people that's listening. Number one, what do you want as a Christian that comes to church? that goes to Bible studies occasionally or comes to service during midweek service or goes to a Sunday school or reads the Bible on your leisure. Do you get what I'm saying? Or, or does a podcast or fellowships and teaches in other capacities. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Number two, what are you hungry for? Number three, what are you thirsty for? Number four, what does it mean to hunger and thirst for righteousness to you? I told you what it means to us. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you? And are we satisfied in just having God's way? Mm -hmm. Or are we only satisfied in having our way? Let's talk about this. I see a lot of Christians who you're trying to pursue godliness, so you're not really out here the way you used to be out here with the men's or the women. But now you're not satisfied. Yeah. You're not being honest with yourself. What do you want? You want companionship. That's fine. That may be a need, but your satisfaction won't come in a companion. It may seem like it now, but talk to people who have somebody and who are still not satisfied, satisfied. but we're going to get there. We ain't, we ain't going to get there. I just want to make sure we are understanding some foundational things. Am I, am I mm-hmm. doing it? Anytime, interrupt me and beat me over the head with a question, all right? Because <laughs> I love that. Matthew 4, 1 through 4, you read it. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So here's the thing. You talked about feelings. Mm -hmm. Jesus felt hungry. He did. The tempter saw that he had hunger and posed something to him to meet his what? Need. Need. This is why as Christians, we must pursue righteousness because there are many people who can supply our needs. And if we get caught up in who's supplying the need, we'll make something this the tempter look like God. Mm -hmm. I was telling an acquaintance, she was in between whether she should take this job or not. And I say, if you're a slave to opportunity, then it's not an opportunity for you to do anything but leave the will of God. God. Wow, that's powerful. Uh, you got to understand. You can't, that's not even. You can't even throw that stuff in text. <laughs> I was like, you wasted. My bad. I made a mistake. <laughs> you wasted I, stuff. I, the response was H-U-H question mark. All right. So, so, All right. So, because it comes to that situation where we don't want to deal with that. Yeah. We don't want to deal with the fact that we're just a slave to whoever is supplying our needs. Yeah. But we're not really 
seeking the way of God. See, there's a million ways to skin a cat and there's a million ways to make you happy. There's a million ways to meet your need. Mm -hmm. There ain't one way. There's a million ways to meet your need. You want a companion? There's a million men that can fill that slot. But what does God say? And are you interested and concerned and as desirable to know what he thinks about your need than you are about the need itself? Mm. Because if you are, then you're seeking after righteousness. And guess what? You're going to be satisfied. Your need isn't just going to be met, but you're going to be satisfied. He was hungry, unequivocally. Mm -hmm. But he said, Obedience is better than sacrifice. It is. He's, how did he say it? He said it like this. Man shall not live by bread alone, alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. of God. Are you hungry for God's word? His word as it relates to your career. His word as it relates to your relationships. His word as, <clears throat> his word as it relates to your entire life. Am I really hungry for his word or am I hungry for my need to mm. be met? Mm. See, some of y'all not, y'all not even hungry no more. Y'all hangry. What's that? So when you angry because you hungry. <laughs> See, the, the, when you are lacking a need, sometimes that need can overwhelm you to the point where you don't even care who gives you the need. That's true. Some of y'all would have took that bread from Satan. Some of y'all would have turned every stone in that, in that wilderness to, to bread. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're only concerned with the need. He said, Jesus is basically saying, in spite of my need, there's something else that I need mm-hmm. that's more important than my need. It's what is the need of God. And God needed him in the wilderness fasting for 40 days mm-hmm. for a greater need. He this 40 days of preparation for his three years of ministry. Yes. That if he couldn't handle 40 days in the wilderness, he could not handle the 40 days in the the, the three years in the spiritual wilderness that he would face. Wow. That's, That's the true. difference between the man who's in the wilderness right here saying, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then Three years later, being in the Garden of Gethsemane and crying and saying, not my will, but thou will be done. done. We see this echo Mm -hmm. of a person who has godliness and and finds contentment. Mm -hmm. He became content in his lot in life. He became content in his lack in life because he understood his lack at that moment was God's will. Are y'all more concerned with not being without or are you concerned if this without is in his will? That's true. We have, we have to change oh, the way we look at it. Goodness gracious. Today we came to play at Real Church Matters. We came to play. If you're not concerned with that, if you're not concerned with, forget about the fact that I don't have I want to know if what me not having is, is God's will. will. Yeah. And if it's in his will, then that's the bread that con- causes contentment in me. Mm, 
Mm-hmm. That's the bread that's going to feed me while I'm lacking. You see, you got to understand, his will can be the man in the bed that comforts you at night. If it's his will that I don't have anyone, then I will be comforted by his will. If it's his will that I don't have this money, then I, his will is what will comfort me. You, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, we just, I want to, want to let that soak in because sometimes we can talk so much, you know? Yeah. And I'm also thinking about like spiritually and mentally, does that work the same way? Like if you're struggling with your mentality and making sure that you're, you know, positive and joyful and stuff, if you're struggling with that, is that considered like a lack too that you feel like you could be in that place? And it's his will Because you got to think about it Some of the stuff you're talking about Like struggling with joy You're talking about the physical representation of it What do you mean? Oh, okay Do you get what I'm saying? saying? You're talking Mm -hmm. about the emotional feeling Mm -hmm. Expression of joy Mm -hmm. What you got to understand is That's not what he's talking about He's saying that in physical manifestations You may be lacking Mm -hmm. But in the spiritual The whole of who you are you will be filled. He's saying physically he was hungry, mm-hmm. but spiritually he was filled. Yeah. He wasn't full, but he was filled. Yes. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I might not be full of joy all the time, but I am filled with joy. I get what you mean. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might not be having the best time, but I'm in the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the worst place to be is the best place to grow. And in those times, I got to remind myself, man can't live by happiness alone. Mm-hmm. But That's by was, every yes. word that, that proceeded out of the mouth of God, you could stick anything in there. Mm-hmm. But we should be reciting that scripture mm-hmm. in this way. This scripture is a battle cry for contentment. Man can't live by women alone. Man can't live by man alone. Man can't live by money alone. Man can't live by houses alone. Man can't live by cars alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. I don't care if nobody talk to me. If God give me one word, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Amen? Do, do you feel like that's a place we have to mature to? Or do you feel like that's that's just where it got to be? That's a place we got to fight for, claw for every day. Because he was in the wilderness for 40 days. We in the wilderness for, you've been in the wilderness for how long? <laughs> how old am I? 27? 27 years. <laughs> I've been in the wilderness for 37 and five days. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? We're in this wilderness. In the midst of this wilderness, we're going to have many tempters. Coming to supply a need. And we have to say, this isn't how God wants to supply this need. Yeah. Or telling us how to fulfill that need. Like, Absolutely. No. Yeah. Only person that can tell me how to supply anything is God. Mm-hmm. I live by his word and his word alone. I come to church for his word and his word alone. That's why I say, why do y'all come to church? Folks come to church for a lot of stuff, but I don't know if they come to church for his word, God's word. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? There's people who give tithes and give offering. They even give love offerings. Somebody asked me the other day, and it was real talk. They said, is it, is it, I don't know if my 
this person is related to him. I don't know if she would give money to pastor if it was anonymous. Wow. Because she likes to give the money and the pastor know that it's from her. her. Wow. We already know what she seeks. The Bible talks about that. He mm-hmm. talked about the hypocrites. He said, you already received your reward. Yep. Because she's not seeking and hungering after righteousness. No. You're seeking a man. She's thirsty yeah. in the most base way ever. Mm-hmm. She's seeking the approval of, of man. men. Mm-hmm. She hungers and thirsts after pastor's approval. That's true. She won't be satisfied. She won't be satisfied. This builds resentment in young people, Antoinette. Mm-hmm. It builds resentment when they see that you are operating from the same thirstiness they are. But you put in a the whole different way. Yep. Of religion. godliness over top of it. Mm-hmm. Stop Not it. Not even godliness, just religious. Religion. Yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. We have to stop it. Grown folks coming to church, hungering and thirsting after anything other than righteousness. You're wasting your time. Satisfaction is not guaranteed. It's not. He said, yeah, I would love some bread, but not right now. Yeah, that would hit the spot. But that's not the spot that I'm at. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, we we got to get past this stuff. We got to get to the joy that surpasses understanding. See, that's a different type of joy. He's not talking about the joy you understand why you're happy. <laughs> He's talking about the joy that you don't even know yeah. where it came from. See, oh my goodness. When we know the source of our joy, it's not God. When you know the source of your happiness, the source of your contentment, it's not, it's not God. God. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> if you know it, other people know it. And you are open to exploitation. Yeah. Because people like, she know. She's just happy. She just got a bonus. She's just happy because. Yeah. Yeah. You think men don't lord over that when they know that they're the source of a woman's happiness? They do. They exploit that and play with that. When they know that they meet a need for her. And she doesn't understand that there are many people who come to meet a need, but only because your need is not as great as what your need does for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's all social media is a bunch of people trying to show you why they happy. Like, Let me keep it 100 with y'all. You want a man, but rest assured, a, a man wants you because you want him. A man that's not in God is more interested in the fact that you want him more than he even wanting you. Mm-hmm. Marvin said it best. He said, I want you, but I want you to want me too. <laughs> that's what makes it. He said that spices it up. That makes it better. Mm-hmm. It's all about the fact that pe- women are in a place of need that allows them to be taken advantage of. Paul talked about it. He said, y'all, y'all, we got to get these men who are leading away silly women, laden in sin. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's what they hunger and and thirst thirst for. for. They can be exploited. Jesus couldn't be exploited because he hungered and thirst after righteousness. John 6, 33, 35 says, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Always. Jesus said to them, (laughs) I am the bread. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. thirst. 
We want to not hunger. We want to never thirst, but we don't want to come to him. And we don't want to believe in him. Yeah, we don't want to redefine our definition of bread. Like, that's basically what Jesus was saying. Like, I am your bread. I replace your hunger with, let me fulfill your hunger. The redefinition of bread must happen in our lives. That's what happened when he said he had it himself. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth. He redefined bread for him. Amen. Then he come and he tell us we got to redefine bread for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. You got to change what satisfies you because the other thing never really satisfies. Yeah. But how do you, I mean, how do you do that though? That's not like an overnight type of thing. You can't just wake up like. It know. is though. It, really? He told him right there. He says, simply come to me. Mm-hmm. It's in our pursuit. Are seeking righteousness. He says, seek ye first the kingdom. This ain't something you grow to if he tell you to do that first. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even Brian McKnight gave you steps. He says, one, <laughs> drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody loves some steps. Yeah, I can follow. He tapped out plan. on them steps a lot. He, he didn't even finish them. He said, start back at one. I don't know what else. I don't know where to don't, go for There this. ain't no resolution of this. There's no satisfaction. There's wow. no end. Start back at one. Wow. Let me leave. That's humanity. No, that's humanity. We don't. That's all we know how to do. Rinse and repeat. Let's Mm -hmm. keep doing this, baby. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you going to remain satisfied is that you keep taking your daily dose. dose Wow. Of vitamin D. (laughs) You gotta come to Christ. Seek ye first. He said. Those who have faith must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek seek him. him. Mm -hmm. He didn't say those who diligently seek things. Y'all are professional thing seekers, (laughs) even Christians. Mm -hmm. But he says, you got to believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is. Satisfaction is guaranteed to those who diligently seek him. And this goes with last week's podcast. I, I'm always connecting them, but they yeah, all, because because bre- you really are breaking your laws of nature. Like you're not meant to be satisfied by no Absolutely. word. I'm meant to be satisfied by bread. Let me tell you this. I've been watching this, <laughs> this show called Naked and Afraid. And <laughs> it's so hilarious. A lot of the episodes, these guys, if they find anything, a frog, a snail, a grub, a cricket, they eat it because they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And they know that they have to eat it, even if it don't taste good, as a matter of survival. Yeah. But there was this one episode I was watching, and this guy, he was dying of thirst, dying of hunger. Mm-hmm. And finally, his partner found some frogs. And she came, she put them little frogs on a stick, and she just was sizzling them up. And she said, this is going to... This is what they do. This is what survival people do. This this is the food we need. Mm-hmm. Only for them to take them off the stick, she took a bite and gagged. Juice is coming out of her mouth. She just couldn't. She couldn't swallow it. She said, "We're gonna die out here." <laughs> the guy said, "I'm not even trying." He said, "I can't do this." They called the producers. He said, "Take me out of here." 
I cannot eat the food of this land. Mm. See, when we don't expand our palate to a new bread, we will die of hunger in this world. Mm. Spiritually, yeah. We are. Mm Mm-hmm. We are, there's so many Christians who are dying of hunger. I see them. Mm -hmm. I see how they can barely stay awake in church. I see how they can barely stay in their seats in church. I see how they can barely make it to services. I see how they don't hunger and thirst after his word. They don't see the pastor as up there handing out bread. Yeah, sometimes I'll even like, because we, you know, we work in the back for those who don't know it, on the AV ministry at our church. And we'll just, I'll just look from the top and look down and you just look at people like, I, I just wonder if they're getting what they need to survive. Like, because no. this faith is. Because the bread's being thrown out, but they're not hungry for that type of food. Hmm. Even though it's a matter of survival at this point. That's why y'all even in here. Yeah, it's a lot. If the other (laughs) thing satisfied you, you'd be out there. Yeah, and people are dealing with some real stuff. But you came in here because you're hungry. Mm -hmm. But you're not willing to eat what's at the table. He said he prepares the table for us. Mm -hmm. What do you think is on the menu? I'm curious. (laughs) He said, come on, I'm not here just to make sure you got fried chicken for dinner. I'm here to make sure you have a bread that makes it so you never hunger or thirst again. Amen. But we leave the table because it ain't what we wanted. Then you're not really hungry. You're not really hungry. Some of y'all, I want you to be honest with yourself. You got to come to terms. You're not really hungry. Because every time he lays out his word for you, it's the last thing on your mind. Wow. You tell people when they're going through and they feel away, you be like, but God's word said this, this, and that. Like, it ain't as simple as that. Why is it not as simple as that? Because that's not what you got on your menu. Mm. We went to a restaurant the other day. We was looking for specific things. Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, yeah, we switched the menu up. <laughs> We, we got some better things. And we're like, well, I ain't come here for those things. Guess what? When y'all open up this Bible, what you want ain't on the menu. No. What you want ain't on the menu. When those pastors be like, ladies, write down the type of man you want and put it under the be- pillow. Guess what? The only thing that is connecting with that list is your pillow. <laughs> because that's not what God has on the menu. No. It's not. He got stuff you allergic to. <laughs> he, he got, got stuff, stuff that you, you can't even <laughs> stomach right now. Why? Because you don't hunger and thirst after righteousness. Wow. So satisfaction's not guaranteed. Mm. Look at this. I want y'all to understand this. Satisfaction's not guaranteed. Look at 2 Corinthians 11, verse 29, and then we go to verse, chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Paul said in toil and hardships, he was boasting about all he goes through. Mm-hmm. He said, through many sleepless nights and hunger and thirst. Wait a minute. How are you hunger and thirsting? How are you hungry and thirsty if God got you? Because God is not interested in your belly. Mm. He's interested in your spirit. 
He's trying to fill your spirit and not your belly. He's trying to fill your spirit and not your bank account. He's trying to fill your spirit and not your bed. He's trying to fill your spirit and not your garage. He is trying to fill your spirit and not your self-esteem. Oh, yeah, I was about to go there too. Like not even your sense of purpose and all that stuff because it's... It, we all deal with different things. We deal with a ton of different things, but all of them are needs that God ain't even interested in filling. Mm -hmm. He's interested in filling your spirit. Paul understood that. He said, there's many a sleepless nights. Y'all whine because y'all have sleepless nights. Many a hunger and thirst. Y'all whine because y'all don't have hunger and thirst because y'all hunger and thirst. He's often without food, in the cold, and, and exposure. exposure, naked and afraid. But he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. I will boast all the more gladly of my lack because God has made me satisfied mm. in my what? Spirit. I'll boast all the more at my empty belly because my empty belly doesn't define who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. My empty pockets don't define who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. My empty bed doesn't define who I am. My empty morale or my empty confidence doesn't define who I am because his grace is sufficient for me. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The bread of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he don't stop there. Come on, Nat. Nat, listen. I'm just going to break this down for people. Sometimes we get in a rut in our spiritual walk where who we are spiritually is not connected to who we are physically. Through our emotions, personality, or otherwise. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand that that distance should exist. And that distance is a sign that one thing is separating from the other. Mm -hmm. And God has come. He said his word is a separator. He said this is a sword of the spirit that separates matter. Not just physically, but he separates what matters mm -hmm. to you. He separates us from it. So we start to feel this dissonance. We start to feel this distance. Why do I feel sad, but I have God? Mm -hmm. Because you got to let that sadness go. It's from another part of you that you're distancing yourself from. Mm -hmm. This is him. This is Paul separating himself from himself for the sake of himself. So that he might actually gain yeah. in godliness. Yeah. And it does feel like you're two separate people. Like you almost feel crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> it's a separate person. And it, because it, you have to choose. Yeah. And it's a part of that surpassing your understanding. Because I, I don't get it, but I, I, I am it, but I don't, I don't understand it. You have to be it. content <laughs> with it. Yeah. He said, I'm content with my weaknesses, with insults. Hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, he is strong. Mm -hmm. I don't need bread if I'm full. Some of y'all don't even want no bread because you're full of yourself. Wow. Even if you even if God is on the menu, 
You ain't got no room for them because you're stuffed. Mm. Not That's right why now. he said it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven. You, you you're rich stuffed. You're life. full. Yeah. You're full of life. Mm-hmm. You ain't full of life. You're full of life. <laughs> and there's no way to, to even God has room because you're not hungry yet. Mm. But he said, for the one who's weak, I can be strong. For the one who's hungry, I can be bread. Mm. I, 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 I'm thankful that God brought me to the point where I was hungry. Because no other way would I have sought out the bread. Mm-hmm. Now that's all I want. Because I realized that this stuff satisfies me. It's, it, it, it gives me a sense of wholeness, even though there is holes in me. Mm-hmm. It gives us a sense of fullness, even though I'm not full. Yeah. Many a thing I lack, but I have contentment in my godliness. Yeah, because when I think of contentment, too, I think of being grounded. Like, no matter what's going on, it's the storms of life and all that stuff, you still feel grounded by the word. Like, somebody could pass, you know, all these things that we have to deal with because it's life, but you feel grounded and you, you, at the end of the day, you know that God is made strong and you in have life. to embrace that. Yeah, we do. We have, have to do to a better job it. of embracing it. We looking at this this projection of ourselves even in it's Christianity, di- it's it messes distorted. us up. It's it distorted. It's true. I should be better than this. What? Do you, you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. I should be fighting in this way. I should be righteous in this way. Shut it up. <laughs> All you should be doing is seeking the will of God. He changes us by what we pursue, not in our person. Our person is flawed. Frail. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going to shed this thing off. Why would God spend time perfecting something that's going to sit in a casket? Sure. And when I say body, we got to understand body go beyond just what we see. It's also what we feel. Yeah. It's what we hear. He said anything that can be seen is temporary. He said what is unseen is eternal. Help you out. Let me help you all out. You look at your body and you say, okay, this is body. If I pinch you, you hurt. That hurt is also flesh. (laughs) If I tingle you in the right spot, you get aroused. That arousal is also flesh. Mm -hmm. If I say a joke, you laugh. That laughing is also flesh. With people like, I've never been so happy, and they just got a smile. That smile is also flesh because it can be seen. Mm -hmm. People will look at me without a smile and say, is something wrong? Are you okay? That's your problem. You define my well-being based on what you see. Mm-hmm. If it looks well, it's well to you. That's not the way God works. God works by it ain't well unless it's in the will. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's let's break this down a little bit more because I didn't want to leave without making sure people understand that satisfaction is not guaranteed in anything but seeking righteousness. Job 20 and 20 says, because he knew no contentment in his belly. Mm. Where you guys are seeking satisfaction from, you will never find satisfaction. Your appetite, where that is, your proverbial belly. We're not talking about your stomach. We're talking about the the human belly, the human appetite. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that desiring that you had before you ever even desired God, that thing will never be satisfied. Isn't it a scripture where he says something about he turned them over to their... To their bellies, to, to their the, appetites, mm-hmm. to their wants, to their desires. The other scripture says to their human passions. Mm-hmm. He said once you guys lived in human passions, but no more. Mm-hmm. That's your belly. That's why I say it. we got to start off by asking, what do you want? What's in that? What do you want in your belly? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. What do you want? What do you want lets you know which person is desiring here mm-hmm. and which belly you're answering to. Mm-hmm. But if you're answering to your human passions, he said, there's no contentment in it. He will not let anything in which he delights escape him. Mm. He said, that person who can't, has no contentment in themselves will never let anything that makes them happy escape them. That means you're a slave to your delights. That means that you don't even know what's God's will. You taking jobs just because they feel good. You picking mates just because they feel good. You take whatever you delight in. Mm -hmm. People be looking like, how could you cheat on your wife? I'm just taking whatever I delight in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how it's almost directly reflected on how we eat like you look at something that looks good you eat it you look you smell something that don't smell good you know we just go based on it's it's reflected the same way people give it more credence than they should they'd be like yeah i never had a thing for you'd have a thing for it if that's all there was Mm -hmm. if you was in a world where all that we had in this world was cauliflower we'd be tearing you'd be tearing it up sauteing it all kinds of stuff out of necessity yeah Delight is different than necessity Mm. Amen Mm -hmm. You got to understand We have to understand We delight in things And we want those things But they'll never Satisfy Satisfy The things I want Don't satisfy me No different than the fact That I want a burger More than a salad I want what doesn't satisfy Speak for yourself Because a Five Guys burger It filled me up just because you filled up don't mean you're satisfied. Yeah. Your body is not satisfied. It's Your not body has nutrients. to work harder for that. Mm-hmm. You're dying. It, isn't that amazing? But mm, that's deep too because think about the things that we try to satisfy ourselves with but we have to work so hard to break so them hard. down. Yeah. So hard. It's, yeah. So hard. It's exhausting. People don't drink water. Some people don't even drink water. And we like, well, they drink juice. Yes, all of these other things are water-based. But what is in that water makes it harder for your body to even digest it. Mm-hmm. But we, talk, we talked about that before. Maybe we <laughs> yeah, might we go, did do a whole podcast. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 3 through 7 says, If a man fathers a, ch- a hundred children, and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with life's good things. See, life's good things may satisfy our bodies, but they don't satisfy our soul. Mm-hmm. They don't. This is the two bellies we're dealing with, our bodies and our souls. When we die, our bodies stay here, our soul goes to heaven to be judged mm-hmm. and to possibly, hopefully, for all of our listeners, reside in heaven forever and ever. But these are the two bellies you're dealing with. He's, he, first of all, we let you know that the belly of your desires and appetites can't satisfy you. It, it doesn't even have the means to. 
And then we say in all these things that y'all have, all these things that y'all prayed to God for, you know, children and success and long life. He says soul is not satisfied with life's good things. Mm. The soul is satisfied with God who is life itself. Mm-hmm. He says, and he also has no burial. I say that a stillborn child is better than him. Mm. A child that exists in this world only for a moment, never fully having life, has a better life than this man. Wow. For it comes in vanity and goes in darkness. And in darkness, its name is covered. Moreover, it has not seen the sun or known anything, yet it finds rest rather than he. Even though he should live a thousand years twice over, yet enjoy no good. Do not all go to the one place. He said, don't everything just end up in darkness? Mm-hmm. Some of you, you thinking about all types of stuff. Some of you, you thinking about the spouse you don't have or the money you don't have. Don't it all end in darkness? Does. He said, all the toil of man is for his mouth. Look at that. I say that again. Mm. All the toil of man is for his mouth. When you come to church, what are you trying to get? And who are you trying to get it for? Is it for your mouth or is it for your spirit? Mm. It's true. We got we to be honest. Mm-hmm. That folks, y'all are texting people right now that you don't even care about. You're talking to people right now you don't even care about. You're only trying to meet a need. A need. That's not fair to them. We're going to talk about them for a second. I'm going to take up for them. That's not fair to them. Because you're, you're actually acting from appetite, not from God's will. Wow. Something uh. short term, yeah. That's why they call women man eaters. <laughs> see, you see, let me tell you this. If men if women really, really were upset with men and really wanted to put their foot down, they would be talking about the fact that men act from desire, even the ones that don't rape them or accost them or assault them. Beyond that, yeah. Beyond that. They would be like, hey, I don't want to deal with anybody who God hasn't ordained for my life. I don't want to deal with anybody. I no, they saying. In the midst of our sin, I want you to respect me. Yep. In the midst of us in operating the midst of, all of our of us, own appetites. I was about to say the same thing, yep. <laughs> in the midst of us. You shut me up. No, go no, ahead. no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you finish. No, no. In the midst of us operating from our own appetites and desires. In the midst of that. In the midst of it. We we okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not, he says, the toil of man is for his mouth. Some of y'all, everything you do is for your mouth. Yet his appetite is not satisfied. satisfied. Everything you want is for you and none of it helps you. None of it makes you whole. And we work so hard and yeah, we'll even try to shove faith into it and it's not right. Don't work like that. None of it. Let's break down a few things. Ecclesiastes 5 and 10 says, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money. Come on, guys. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. Why? Because it does not satisfy. 
the things that are vain are the things that don't satisfy. Solomon understood that. Ecclesiastes 1 and 8, all things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. Mm. You've been trying to just look at stuff. <laughs> like People be so proud of themselves. Like, I don't look at women. That's the least of your problems. Because it, it, there's no satisfaction in looking. I don't care where you looking at. And that's, every, that's everybody's favorite thing to do is to look. Love to look. Is. Window shopping. Pinterest. Instagram. Everything's about looking. Everything. I didn't even realize that. There's a whole business in looking. Yes. We are marketers. That's what we do for a profession. <laughs> that's crazy. Everything that we do. Everything we do is visual. Is visual. He says the eye is not satisfied. Nor the ear filled with hearing. The ear is not satisfied. I don't know. I, I used to come to church, but everything the pastor's saying, it just don't. Because the ear that you're listening in is connected to your mouth. Mm-hmm. Not connected to your spirit. Mm. You know what? I'm about to. It's taking everything in my power not to. Punch me? <laughs> and you know, I get excited. I, I, it's. I got to ask myself, Forrest, is your ear connected to your stomach or to your spirit? And it can't go back and forth. can't go back and forth. Forrest, is your eye connected to your stomach or your spirit? Because the man who walks by faith, he walks not by sight. Mm. Proverbs 27 and 20 says, Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied. Now, Sheol is another word for hell. And one of the things that's in Proverbs that's interesting, he said, there's four things that are never satisfied. He said, the desert is never satisfied. It always wants water. It's never enough water. Mm-hmm. He said, fire. It's never satisfied. You throw anything in it, it always eats it Eat up. It. And it wants some more. You can never put enough wood in there. He said, a barren womb. Wow. He said, a barren woman's never satisfied. It never will be filled. He's saying it's never, it never will be filled physically, and it never will fulfill its purpose. Mm. A womb is here to have a child. He said, a barren womb is here and not good for anything. Wow. And then there was another fourth thing, and I can't remember it right now. <laughs> but, but one of the things he was saying is fire. And so he comes back again, and he says, Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, and never satisfied are the eyes of man. We always want to see more. Mm-hmm. We always want to taste more. We always want to have more. Or how we were saying earlier, like you want to see what you put, you know, you're hoping. You want to see these things that you pray for. You want to you see all this stuff, but it's not really guaranteed. It's godliness, but there's no contentment because mm-hmm. you should be praying for God's, for God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. His righteousness, his way. You shouldn't be praying. He said, why pray for it? He said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to pray for it, that's fine. But as, as for me, I've learned that I find more satisfaction in seeking and praying for wisdom and guidance. That fulfills me. Mm-hmm. Psalms 17, 15 says, as for me, 
I just said that. I said, as for me, <laughs> as for me, I shall behold your face in what? Righteousness. Righteousness. He said, I'll, even in the way we look at God. Come on. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm almost out of time. <laughs> even in the way we look at God, we have to look at him the right way in righteousness. Yeah. I should be looking at him and seeing truth. Yes. I shouldn't be looking at him and seeing my way to a new car. It's true. Shouldn't be looking at him and seeing my way to things. That makes him a genie. Mm-hmm. That makes us no different than the people who melted up all their gold and made idols. That's what it becomes. That's what it becomes. He says, when I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Wait a minute. I don't know if I could be satisfied with just God's likeness. I'm going to need God to give me some things. Y'all messed up. They're not satisfied with just God. He said, when I wake, he said, I behold your face. I, I behold your truth. He said, that's what I see. And so every time I wake, I'm satisfied with just you being there. Mm -hmm. He's the, as the song says, Richard Smallwood wrote, he's the source of my, strength. Of my contentment. Mm -hmm. Hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. We, we not in that place where we're looking at him and saying, you know what? His likeness is all I need. How do you get to that place, though? I mean, I know that's what we, we've talked I'll re about. I'll reiterate it again. He said, come to me mm -hmm. and believe in me. Mm -hmm. He said, seek ye first. Where's the seek at? You want to be satisfied? Ask yourself, where's your seek at? Because yeah. coming to him involves walking away from something else. Absolutely. So we have to be able to walk away from Absolutely. Anybody in Anybody want to be satisfied, change your seek. What you seek and should satisfy you. And I'm telling you, the other stuff you seek can't satisfy you. Maybe you just need to see it for yourself. Some come on, because basically what you're saying is for us. Come on, break it down to us. If I'm thirsty, where do I get water? I'll be like, sweetie, we got some deer park right here. <laughs> get up out your chair, get to the water. Mm -hmm. You'll be, you won't be thirsty anymore. You get what I'm saying? Yes. It's the same thing. For us, how do we get satisfied in God? He's the living water. He's the bread of life. You need to get to him. How do I get to him, Forrest? You need to open up your Bible, whether it be app, phone, whatever, and you need to begin to do this. Psalm 63, 5 through 8 says, and we can close out with this, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, mm -hmm. and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you, when, when I remember you upon my bed, that ain't what y'all remembering in your beds no. and meditate on you in the watches of the night. That's not what you meditating on in the watches of the night. You watching Netflix in the watches of the night. You watching you on a, your phone in the watches of the night. You're on Instagram. You texting in the watches of the night. You complaining to other people in the watches of the night about the very thing God can come and heal you from. Wow. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing your joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. That lackadaisical, haphazard way that we engage with God is because we're not hungry for him. 
2 Corinthians 9 and 8 And God is able to make all grace abound towards you That ye always have an all sufficiency in all things May abound in every good work Man, we giving you that brand new flavor in your ear <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Rest in peace to Mr. Craig Mack we, we have this thing where we are in understanding We can go somewhere now Do you get what I'm saying? In understanding we can go somewhere We can put ourselves in a better place Just by understanding if I'm not satisfied Something's wrong Because God says satisfaction is guaranteed mm-hmm. Be not deceived God is not mocked If you're not satisfied because you're not seeking what he gave the guarantee of satisfaction in, which is him. That was bone appetite right there. <laughs> Episode 57, satisfaction guarantee, question mark. <laughs> we out. We out.